I feel like if we are all a little bit more aware every day of like the, the things that we're taking, because don't you feel like sometimes you're on like a hamster wheel? You're just going, 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 doing all the things that you know you have to do and, you know, being a parent, helping other people do, 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 do all of this stuff. And you kind of, you have to stop and sit back and be like, wait, what am I doing? Are all of those things aligning with your values? Chances are a lot of them are not, but we've never really taken the moment to stop and think and become aware of what it is that we are doing. Are you lacking in the self-care department? Or maybe you just want to step up your game? Well, then you need to get a hold of the weekly self-care planning guide because this will help you to plan out and prioritize self-care because self-care is not a luxury. It is a necessity. You can get yours by going to holisticmamaspeaks.com slash self-care. That's holisticmamaspeaks.com slash self-care. Oh, and did I mention the self-care planning guide is absolutely free. That's $0. So be sure to get yours at holisticmamaspeaks.com slash self-care. Hello and welcome back to Holistic Mama Speaks, the podcast season two. I am your host, Carrie Marie Vaughn, and I'm just so excited to continue our journey together towards holistic living, wellness, and abundance. Wow. In season two, we are just going to be diving deeper into a variety of different topics related to natural health, mindful living, wealth and abundance, and even conscious parenting. I'm just so excited. And I will be featuring expert guests who will share their knowledge and experience with us. So many amazing people, some returning guests from season one and some new guests. I will also be answering listener questions and addressing some common concerns related to holistic living. And you can actually submit your questions by going to holisticmamaspeaks.com slash ask. A-S-K. My goal is to provide you with practical tips and inspiration that you can incorporate into your own life. Whether you are a seasoned holistic living enthusiast like some people, or if you're just starting out on this journey, there is just something for everyone along the way. So I'm just happy to have you here in the season two of Holistic Mama Speaks. And just as a side note, by listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this as medical advice or to treat a medical condition. You can visit holisticmamaspeaks.com to find the full disclaimer. So sit back, relax, and let's explore a world of holistic living and abundance together. Are you a mom who's struggling to balance taking care of loved ones while also taking care of yourself? It's a very common challenge, but there is actually a simple solution. Daily affirmations. In Mom Mantras, the daily affirmation guide for mothers of all kinds, you'll find powerful affirmations and mantras that will help you improve your health, happiness, and mindset. Whether you are a biological mom, an adoptive mom, a stepmom, a pet mom, a motherly figure, this book is for you. Read these mantras in the morning, before bed, really anytime throughout the day to uplift your spirits and to stay focused on what matters most. Visit mommantras.com to get your own copy and to start living a more intentional, purposeful life.
Hello, hello, and welcome back to Holistic Mama Speaks. I am your host. <laughs> I'm Carrie Marie Vaughn, and I'm just so blessed to be here with you today and to be joined by three lovely ladies. I have Christine, I have Elisa, and I have Adelina. <laughs> That's awesome. And I'm just so happy to have the three of you here because uh, we're talking about a topic today that is so, so, so beneficial to all mothers to really learn to find balance with, you know, navigating motherhood and navigating goals and navigating life in general. So uh, I would love for, before we dive into the topic, I'd love to allow each of you to introduce yourselves and talk a little bit about what it is that you are doing to help people. So Christine, I'm going to go ahead and start with you because you are right here next to me in my screen. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much, uh, Carrie Marie, for having me here again. And I love your um, podcast. It's really good and informative for parents. And I think it's well needed. So after um, teaching uh, for 30 years and having a huge burnout and all the diagnoses that I was collecting, I um, had to find out of the box solutions to get myself back on track and living a life, uh, thriving life physically, <laughs> still working on the thriving emotionally. <laughs> and uh, so I just love helping children reduce stress with simple, effective techniques so that they learn the power of self-regulating to de-escalate very quickly because it's so important. And what's the best way of doing this? is also teaching the parents because if the parents doing it the child is automatically learning it because they have this symbiosis happening with the parent and i also support parents who suffer from fibromyalgia pain stress and are struggling to cope with the exhaustion that comes with raising a, a family so the self-care right that self-care how do you incorporate self-care into your family so that's what I love to do. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. And such needed work. I'm, I'm so, I'm sure that the families are so grateful for all of it, all of the things that you do to help them. So thank you so much. And thanks for joining us today. And Elisa, I'm going to hand the mic over to you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, who am I? I am Elisa Bloom. I'm a dietitian and health and wellness coach. And what I, what I do for, for the foundation work of helping people is I use a cheek swab DNA test and knowing your nutrition doesn't get more personal than knowing your own DNA. And when we, when we think about just time balance, it, there, there's a reason on an airplane, the saying is put on your own oxygen mask first. Why? It's because if we don't take care of ourselves, nothing else can get done. And so I, I work with, with people to, to really get to the root of a wellness plan that's personalized to them and, and, and go from there. That is so awesome. Very cool. And I, I love that. I always use that analogy with the, with the um, oxygen mask, because it is so true. We have to take care of ourselves before we can better take care of other people, including our family members and our other loved ones. So Agreed 100%. And that's amazing work that you're doing. So thank you for joining us again. I know it's been a bit since you've been on. So happy to yes. have you back. And Adelina, so glad to have you here. First time guest on the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. 
Um, so yes, my name is Adeline. I live in Canada, but I'm from France originally. Um, I have two children. I've been a teacher. I studied as an elementary teacher in France um, about 20 years ago. Can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> um, and um, about 10 years ago, I discovered Montessori education and had an absolute educational crush on it. It made so much sense after my first decade as being a teacher in the regular system. And um, when I had my first child, then I kind of was trying to combine all this child's development knowledge with entering motherhood. And um, so I do have a very uh, small Montessori program where I uh, greet children every morning and um, I do homeschool my children. And when I had my second child, I just felt like something was different. I was entering, re-entering motherhood. I was rejuggling things. And I discovered matrescence. And since then, I have uh, become a matrescence educator. I took my training in, uh, through uh, Nikki McCahan in Australia. And it blew in my face. <laughs> it absolutely blew in my face. I have learned so much about myself, about the root cause of certain problems that I've had uh, in my health my whole life, the relationship I had with Western medicine and how I was rediscovering how to take care of myself by trusting myself and look at it from a, a lot more of a holistic point of view than anything else. And um, through that, I discovered even more to, well, find balance in my motherhood and in my work life. And now I support mothers to do the same. Wow. Wow. I love that. And and it, it ties in so nicely with what our topic is today about finding that balance, because we all need to find the right balance between everything. And, you know, not everything is perfect. And thank goodness that it's not perfect, you know, it, because we're able to, to be ourselves and we don't need to be, you know, like cookie cutter every, you know. There's not the the same thing isn't going to work for you as that works for me. But the really cool thing is, is that there are these balances and the things that ebb and flow together that that just work amazing. And, and that if you can find that, it seems like you're in complete balance. And so... I would just love, thank you so much for, for sharing what it is that you're doing. And I'm excited to dive into this topic a little more with you ladies, because balancing things where, whether it be, you know, motherhood, our own health and wellness, our goals that we have for the future and, and just life in general, because I think a lot of the times what happens, especially with moms is that we, we lose a little bit of who we are and what our own goals are when we become a mother <laughs> and, and kind of forget about taking care of ourselves. And so this is such a great topic to learn how to balance these things. We can still be who we are and take care of ourselves and continue to strive for our goals while being a mother. How cool. <laughs> so yeah, I'll just, I'll open up the floor. Let's, let's chat about it. What, you know, what comes to mind with this? What are some things that have been helpful to you in, in some of the help, the work that you've done with other people to help other people? I can start. I, I would say uh, being very, very clear on what your values are so that whatever happens, whatever decision you need to make, you always ask, oh, how does this align with my values? And if it doesn't, take it off the list, <laughs> move it out of the way, do not give it priority, prioritize what your values are. So taking really the time to sit down and see what your values are first will really help you. Ooh. That would be one very important thing I would recommend. I love that. I love that. 
Yeah, I I 100% agree. This is one of the first thing I do with mothers when I work with them is actually let's talk about values. Let's have a deep conversation on to find any balance. It's going to start by knowing your values, but not the values that you hear. Like there's so much noise around us, you know, like society, your own mother, your neighbor, your friend, all the other mothers at your child's school. And you feel like these are your values, but they're not. They're not personal. There's just... Uh, the shoulds from what's around us and I really love to dig really deep even if sometimes it's scary to do (laughs) but dig really deep in knowing what you really want to be who you want to be because I agree with you Christine it just nothing will happen until we kind of have that that basis and it's so important once I realized that I was not living in alignment with my own values it, it was a slap in the face. I was like, oh, dear, what what have I done this whole time? I've actually hurt myself in the process. And maybe I have heard of the people in the process when it was right in, it was not in front of me, it was actually within me and right in front of me all at once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I echo those what I do with with moms is get to the, the root of why, why do they want to be healthy, stay healthy. And, and, and a lot of times what comes up from my vantage point is time. <laughs> I don't have the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I recall a story of my then five-year-old when uh, harrying out the door, right? And three kids, everyone's getting out the door. There's this classic story of mom with young kids trying to get out the door. And I'm looking at my child and I, I can't believe that he's preparing himself a a, a little something to eat for the car for breakfast. And it seems very harried. And I'm like, I don't, why would you do that now? As I am holding my breakfast in my hand to do the same in the car. And I'm like, Oh, (laughs) and I just stood there (laughs) staring at him. So, you know, it's, it's taking those moments, you know, once, once you've done what, what you two have said is really aligning with the why and the big goals and the why and the health goals. But Taking that moment when you first wake up, maybe when you clear dinner the night before is what, how do I want to nourish myself and my children the next day? And what, what small step could that be? Is it taking a protein out of the freezer? Is it, is it putting something in a marinade? Is it putting something on a grocery list that you'll get to? So I, that's where I start is finding the time that moms usually say, I don't have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agree. And a couple of things that you just said that just popped into my mind was, well, first of all, awareness, just making yourself aware when you shared your story about being there in the moment and realizing, oh, I feel like if we are all a little bit more aware every day of like the the things that we're taking, because don't you feel like sometimes you're on like a hamster wheel, you're just going, 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 doing all the things that you know you have to do. And, you know, being a parent, helping other people do, 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 do all of this stuff. And you kind of you know, you have to stop and sit back and be like, wait, what am I doing? <laughs> and I, and I love that the, the two of you had mentioned about, you know, having values because it's like, are all of those things aligning with your values? Chances are a lot of them are not, but we've never really taken the moment to stop and think and become aware of what it is that we are doing. And, um, another thing that, um, that, you know, just popped into my brain as you were talking is that scheduling things ahead of time. We all have the same 24 hours. So the most healthy, the most successful, the most whatever people have the same exact 24 hours as the people who are struggling. Isn't that funny? 
Isn't that funny that everybody has the same 24 hours in a day. It's what we do with that time and what we prioritize in that time is that is so important. And so if you can take those little blips to plan ahead, how do I want to show up tomorrow? How do I want to show up today? What are some things I can learn from what happened yesterday that I don't want to then do tomorrow, <laughs> you know, those kind of things, just taking a few minutes. And I feel like those few minutes of time, it, it could take five minutes, could take 10 minutes, but that time is then in turn going to save so much time in, in future days and, and really help things to balance out because you are, you're realizing, okay, I need to be aware what has happened and what can I do differently so that I can continue to move forward you know, be a good mom who's paying attention to, to my kids' needs, uh, but also pay attention to my own needs and my own goals, you know? I, I echo what Elisa was saying, like you were talking about, you can think about it before going to bed. And I love that. Um, I was always doing it in the morning. It's like I, when I lie down still in bed, I don't let myself get up and go in the urgency I just stay there. I start by, you know, like using gratitude and say like, okay, thank you for just letting me having this day in front of me. I'm just so lucky that I get to wake up and have a day, whatever it's going to bring. <laughs> and and then I, I start kind of planning ahead um, what I'm going to have to do in my day. But I, it's kind of, I make it like a little movie in my head for a couple of minutes and everything goes great everything goes exactly the way I want it and it's like then I get up and I feel like I can take on the world <laughs> I love that that's wonderful it's so fun <laughs> I love that because the power of intention right your 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 the brain does not see the difference between what you're thinking about and what's really happening so in those moments you're creating your future mm -hmm. and it may not all align perfectly the way you created it, but it's understanding that it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm putting this intention out. And because I took the time to put this intention out, the probabilities of it happening are much higher than if I hadn't. And, and that is so beautiful. The other thing that I want to add to um, Carrie Marie, you said, like, take a pause. However, Take a pause, take a deep breath and see how triggered you are. Because if you're triggered out of five out of 10 or more, whether whatever the emotion, feeling or thought is, you're in survival mode. And when you're in survival mode, your brain is unable to just make choices from the heart. It's making choices like if there was a tiger running after you, you know, and, and that's kind of like, how can, how can that be? Because we, part of our brain, there's a reptilian brain in there and it triggers that part of the brain. And when that part of the brain is, is um, on the to-do list, there's that fear, right? I'm afraid I won't have time. I'm afraid that, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm afraid that, and all these fears are brought up your mom's fears, your dad's fears, society's fears. There's a whole bunch of fears or past experiences. So I highly recommend mom parents to release those even before you think of having a child, because it'll make the journey so much easier, not not uh, zero problems on the road, but still because kids are our best teachers. 
and they're here to teach us so that we evolve and we grow. So if we heal a lot of those trauma, small T traumas or the bigger traumas that we had before, I find that it will really help us be more grounded and centered and calm. And I have a quick technique that I created <laughs> to help me stay calm and that only takes a few seconds. So Carrie Marie will put the link below for those who are interested. Yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. I can definitely um, add the link to the website, holisticmamaspeaks.com. I have all the show notes on there and everybody's links so that uh, so that you can grab them. And yes, it's a really super cool technique and it definitely works well. I'm going to transcend a little bit on Christine where if you don't, have, if you haven't had the, the fortunate experience of, of, of healing things and moving through things before you have this chaotic thing in front of you, or, you know, or like, ah, or if you don't notice it. So, so to, to touch on all of our points of being more aware or cognizant, or, you know, how we want things to play out. It's if you, if you envision all of a sudden we're everything isn't going your way. Things are always happening to you. If, if, I, if I look with nutrition, I'm always getting over hungry. I hear, I hear mom say, and so I'm grabbing everything, or I don't know what, what to feed the kids, or it's too late, or I'm thinking about dinner, but I have no idea what to do. Meanwhile, it's 6 p.m. So, so when, when the universe seems to constantly be throwing things at you, maybe Christine, that's a word, that's your five out of 10 survival mode or high, but we're not thinking of it that way. Maybe it's it, when things coming at you all the time, that's another touch point to take a breath with yourself and say, wait a minute, it's, it, this can't be all, or it's not working. I need to revamp something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that too, I don't know if you've heard that saying that uh, you know, life isn't happening to us, it's happening for us. And so if we kind of keep that in the back of our minds that, okay, whatever is happening around us right now, it's happening for us for a reason, you know, there's something to be learned from this situation. So it could be, okay, what's the lesson that I have to learn? It's like, okay, next time this happens, how can I handle this differently? And, and kind of move forward and have it be a lesson. So even if, you know, cause I think a lot of the time, and especially the way that uh, society is these days, everybody's in this like victim mentality and they're like, oh, you know, everything's like happening to you and it's, it's everybody else's fault and people aren't taking full responsibility for themselves. And so I think that even just, you know, mothers, especially, cause then you're going to be teaching your kids. A lot of this is so important because not only are these skills that we're talking about and these, these techniques and everything so important to you as a human and as a, as a woman, as a mother, but they're so important to be teaching your children as well. So that then they don't grow up the same way as we all did of just like, you know, in survival mode or, or in, you know, in stress mode or, or feeling like everything's happening to us. Instead, we can just own that and be like, okay, I'm going to take responsibility for this. And, and then all of a sudden you start becoming a little bit more aware that, oh, you know, all of this stuff that seems all chaotic, there's got to be a reason for this or, or, you know, like, what can I learn from this? And, and then move forward from there. It's never too late. And I know Christine that you mentioned about, <laughs> about it would be great to get all these things taken care of and figured out yourself before you become a parent. But sometimes it's a little too late for that. A lot of us became parents and we were messy. <laughs> very, very messy. And the reason why I keep saying this is because 
I've only become aware of, of this in my mid fifties. <laughs> so I wish I'd had it. So that's why I'm on this mission to help kids and parents just de-stress at a very young age so that imagine how much like, you know, I see my, my kids are 23 and 30 today. So, and I can see how much they would have benefited from having a calm mom who was able to self-regulate and not dump her because I was the victim. I, I was the victim for 50 some years. You know, I was raised in victimhood. Victimhood was who I was. It was. And unfortunately, I mean, my kids went through it. However, I've learned to do it totally different so that my kids now feel empowered to be themselves. I mean, my connection with my daughter was completely at negative something when she was 16, 17. So, and why was that? Well, my son will tell you, and I'm not proud to say this, but he, you know, I said, cause my daughter said, Oh mom, you're so dramatic. I said, I'm not dramatic. So I asked my son, do you think I'm dramatic? He says, mom, you're not dramatic. You are neurotic. <laughs> I was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> that bad. So I had to use my technique a lot for quite a few days, you know, to keep the amygdala calm, who just was like, there's no way I was a neurotic mom. <laughs> yeah, I was a neurotic mom because I was trying to juggle everything. But did this help my children and myself have a happier life? So setting boundaries, because I was a people pleaser. That's who I used to be. Yeah, and I still have a hard time and I'm still learning to set boundaries. But as I set boundaries, people around me are treating me with a lot more respect because I'm learning to respect myself. Mm. And those boundaries, pausing to set the boundaries. Like you were saying, you know, we need to have, um, take pause. And, and there was something else like in the morning movie that you said, Adeline, is really important. And, and what you said too, Alisa, it is so important to just pause and evaluate, take that time, it will gain you years <laughs> in the long run, you know, where I'm pedal still pedaling to fix things up and, and apologizing. Yeah, I know I was neurotic on that. Mo okay, yes, I get it. Can you forgive me? You know, can you forgive me? And, and I'm able to bring it up. So it's never too late to go back and fix things. No, it isn't. And however, it's important to honor yourself on that journey and have so much self-compassion that self-compassion uh, definitely in in and little moments throughout the day um my one of my messages would be it actually takes 30 hours to reset your gut and all the good bacteria in it so when one of my philosophies is you can feel better as soon as your next meal that's quite literal so what, what I work with a lot is, is so things didn't work out with an afternoon snack or a dinner. It's okay. There's a different meal. And, and to, to use maybe the opportunity when you're closing dinner to think about the next day, not necessarily waiting until you're in bed and doing, well, I, I can't go do that now. I don't want to, or the, the thoughts of trains, but so there are lots of little moments like that to piggyback on the awareness theme. 
Yeah. And I like that because you have to give yourself grace for the things that you might've messed up on before. <laughs> if your kids are telling you you're neurotic, just give yourself grace. Okay. It's something that happened in the past. Now, how can I improve moving forward and how can I plan better for the next time? And I, I like your idea of, of planning the night before for the, for the following day. It's like, Oh, did I take this stuff out of the freezer <laughs> so that I actually have food for the next day? <laughs> But that's that's what I love about uh, what you you were all saying. It's this opportunity that because we made mistake, even if we are sometimes full of guilt, and I think guilt is the number one feeling in mothers altogether, um, we can move on. We can reclaim the power. We can fix some of those relationships that might have been hurt in the process. And part of my work is also, as I work with matrescence, matrescence being this process of transitioning from not being a mother to being a mother and how that carries us for way more than just a postpartum phase. Um, there's also this whole antenatal phase that you were talking about, Christine, that hasn't happened. We don't prepare mothers for being mothers. We prepare mothers for birth. We prepare mothers for like checklists, things like this. Um but I'm I'm really on this mission to also bring an emotional and psychological preparation to become a mother. So when we can do that work with mothers before, with mothers to be, or even trying to conceive, even thinking about it, I created a course. And this course is to me um, the result of all these mothers that I have heard telling me, where were you? when I was pregnant where were you and some of them I was a child when they were pregnant so you know it's just they were like where were you when I was pregnant where were you when my children were toddlers I could have used you and I was like I, I apologize like there's nothing I can do but <laughs> I was a toddler myself I'm really sorry I did not create <laughs> but I feel that it's 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 when I accumulate all these you know I hear all these mothers talking and I'm like we were really and we are still missing a big impact we can do in a proactive way, which is, can we support mothers before they become mothers? Can we support maidens as they want to transition into motherhood? And and I really love that work. And I love that then we can follow them into matrescence. And, and one thing that I have discovered for myself, and that makes so much sense, is cyclical living. Cyclical living has become... Um, the way that I balance my life because there's my own cycles <laughs> that I live with but there's also cycles all around me and as women we are cyclical livings beings and without understanding our own cycles but the cycles of the moon the cycles of the sun well we we can't understand where we live what we live in and I really like that we can um it's still personal because your own cycle is your own cycle. Your own life is your own life, your own values. It's still personal, but we're all going through it so we can support each other through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I love that you're talking about cycles because I usually refer to it more of like seasons. You know, we all go through different seasons in our life mm -hmm. and, you know, in with different areas of our life too, with our relationships with people, like people who are maybe your best friends at times as you grow and become a, a better person and not even necessarily a better person, but just a different person. We're all growing and changing. And so those people may not be your friends in the future or, or some, you know, and there's other things too. We go through different seasons of, of um, growing and, 
learning new things and our health goes through seasons. And there's just so many things that go through like that. There's an ebb and a flow. We have to go through some hard times in order to get through the better times. And it actually helps us to appreciate the better times when we have gone through some rough times, you know? Okay. So maybe we accidentally screamed at our kids when we were a little frustrated, but we learn from that. We grow from that. And okay, now we're not going to be so crazy the next time, (laughs) that type of thing. You know, we have, we have learned. (laughs) so awesome and I it's something else that I just wanted to share that um you know that is helped helpful for me and also some of the mothers that I work with is just having a really great um faith life and leaning into to prayer every single morning especially as you're waking up to ask God for uh for just some guidance throughout the day and to have a good day and and putting yourself out there, just kind of letting, letting it out there of, okay, I'm, you know, I'm your, your servant. I will do what I need to do today. And then it almost takes a little bit of pressure off of ourselves. And we know that as we move forward through our day, that, that we're doing the work that God wants us to do. And, and then throughout the day, continuously asking for help (laughs) because sometimes things, you know, other things creep in and it's like, oh, wait, this is not really quite what I was expecting. (laughs) So uh, that's just something that's been super helpful to me. Uh, But as we have our last few minutes, I would love to just get some closing words from each of you. It's been such a pleasure chatting with all of you. And so, uh, you know, is there any last words that you would like to leave to moms or moms to be in uh, and just kind of going through that balance of everything that they've got going on? I would like to say, take the time to pause, right? Reevaluate your goals because curveballs come everywhere. And then we, we, we move up, we evolve, but get help, allow people to help you, whether it be a therapist or a coach, get the help. And is that help helping you move forward? Or isn't it reevaluate that too, because all great leaders have leaders leading them. And as the leader of your home, right, to be the best leader that you can be, allow yourself the gift of getting help. And it's a strength. It is not a weakness to ask for help. It is a strength. Do it for your kids. Do it for you. Do it for your spouse. But that's what I'd like to say. Oh, That's exactly what I was thinking too. It's do not ever be afraid to ask for help. This is your strength right there to be able to say right now, I need you, whether it's your partner, whether it's a friend, or whether it's it's a therapist or or just a mentor, whoever speaks to you and to your soul is the right person to ask for help. Yes, speaks to your soul. I love that. I love, that. I, I love what you both said. I'll take that to uh, include that in, in the quest of understanding where you need help or to want to get help. It's also in the, the, the change of the, the, the list that you might receive of things that you need to do to just remember that the smallest steps that are realistic for you are the ones that are most impactful and the ones that you can stay consistent to are the ones that are going to reap the best change. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And and just to finish off the same thoughts that all of you have just had, it, it's funny because I recently um, was at an event and I was blessed to share the stage with John C. Maxwell. And yeah. it's so he is in his 70s, yet he talks so highly of how important it is to have a mentor. 
and, and he's constantly hiring mentors and working with mentors in order to grow and learn more. And so it is never a bad thing to ask for help and to get help and also to know what your priorities are and make sure that you are prioritizing those things and don't let all the other stuff get in the way and, and kind of, you know, cloud what your, what your day to day is um, by thinking that you have to do it because that's what society says or somebody else says who, what's important to you. So thank you ladies so, so very much for joining me today. It's been such a blessing and an honor to have this conversation with you all. And I hope you all have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. It has been a pleasure being with you today. I hope that you enjoyed this and got some value out of it. If you did, be sure to rate and review on wherever you're listening or watching. And also be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you so much and have a great rest of your day.